Welcome to Freelance Gems, a podcast designed to help you make your service-based business a whole lot less work and a whole lot more fun. Today, we're talking about burnout and not just the typical take a bubble bath type of stuff, even though that is important too, but this time I really wanted to talk about building a business that you're excited to come back to because I actually have just recently been crawling my way out of burnout and it is not easy. I found that there's been a lot of things that I needed to change in my business in order to actually come out of this energized and excited instead of getting the Sunday scaries about my own business because that's just dumb. I started my own business to be able to have fun, whether you took on too many client projects, you had a bad client situation, or maybe you've just been burnt out from working a ton and not making that much. There's so many reasons why we get burnt out, and there's a lot of talk about that, but there's not a ton of talk about how to actually make the changes so that you're excited to come back to your business and so that you can make future burnout hopefully less likely. So for this episode, I broke down five steps you can take to building a business you're excited about if things have not been going good and they've been leading you on the path to burnout. So the first step is to cut down your workday and work week. If there's one thing I want you to take away from this episode, it's that you do not have to work eight hours a day and you do not have to work five days a week. I know it's super easy to kind of get into this pattern, even after going full-time with freelancing and your own business, to kind of stick with the nine-to-five, Monday through Friday type of feel. And honestly, even that is better than what a lot of us are working with, which might be more like a nine-to-nine type of deal or a a six-day-a-week type of deal. So if you've got the nine to five thing going on right now, don't feel terrible about yourself, but I do want you to know that you are definitely not required to stick to this usual working schedule. I especially want you to know that there are many examples of people right now who are working four hours a day. There's lots of moms that only have three to four hours while their kids are napping. There are also large companies who've shifted their whole teams to a four-day work week and they're doing great. It's not crazy. People are already doing it and you can 100% be one of them. I think when you see someone else doing it, at least for me, that's kind of what made it click. And I was like, oh, wait a second. I could actually be taking Fridays off or taking Mondays off if I wanted to. And that is really one of the amazing things about owning your own business is that you can do that. You don't have to ask anyone for permission. So I want you to take down your work hours as soon as possible. Ideally before you think you're ready or you think you can squeeze it because work will expand as much as you let it. If you give yourself 9 to 10 p.m. or even 9 to 6 p.m., your work will take that long. But if you give yourself 9 to 3 p.m., which is what I've been doing lately and I love it, all of a sudden I can fit everything from 9 to 3 p.m., which is so nice, especially because my productivity tanks after 3 p.m. anyway, so I was hardly even getting anything done at those times. So my advice here is to work hard 
and efficiently during your peak energy hours so you can relax later without feeling guilty. So take some time to write out your ideal work day. Maybe it's on iCal or Google Calendar or even on pen and paper because you have the power to build your ideal work day, which is a super, super special privilege that an average employee does not have at all. We have the chance to make this fit with our energy levels. And this is going to be super important in the early days of coming back from burnout when you find yourself struggling to want to work at all. My last piece of advice here is to do focused work sprints and take regular breaks. So these days I do three to four hour and a half work sprints with 15 minute breaks in between. And these are real breaks where I get up, move my body, play with my dog, have a snack, whatever, not just looking at my phone. But this is really cool because they found that 90 minutes is kind of the peak amount of time to be doing a focused work session based off of your brain activity. And after 90 minutes, it kind of starts to dip if you don't take a break. So there's a million different ways to do this. You could do the Pomodoro method where you take a break every 25 minutes. However you want to do it, I just suggest making sure that if you are going to shorten your workday, make sure those hours are more focused and you'll likely find that you probably never needed all the hours you were giving yourself before. The other part of this step is to cut down your work week if you can. Now, keyword if you can, some of us have really firm restrictions. Maybe you're still working a part-time or full-time job or you have kids. There's so many different situations. But on the other hand, I also want you to acknowledge that you'll probably never be ready for a four-day or three-day work week. Like, you will never feel mentally ready because, like I said, work expands as much as we let it. So, my tip is that if you can swing it, and if you don't have a super, super firm restriction on you, try out a four-day or three-day work week before you're ready, and you will find a way to make it happen. Now, you might end up working on a day you're not supposed to, or working a little bit after your hours if you said you're only working from... 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Don't get mad at yourself if you're working at 3 p.m. It's okay. It will happen. But the important part is that no one expects you to. So you should have already set this expectation, whether it's I work Monday through Thursday or I work 9 to 1 p.m. And once you've announced that and set that out into the world, you now have this huge freedom because you could be 20 miles down a dirt road camping, or you could also be in your living room working, but nobody knows the difference. So that means if you've officially told the world, I don't work Fridays, you can go on that three-day camping trip and not have to tell any clients because to the rest of the world, you're already gone. And on the other hand, if you want to take a Friday to revamp your website or create a new offering, you also have that time that is just yours, where you're not expected to answer any emails or do any client work, anything like that. So please cut down your workday and or your work week however you can, even if it's only working one hour less a day or taking a half day on Fridays, you want to make sure that you're creating a work schedule that allows for rest and all the other things that you probably didn't have going on when you ended up getting burnt out. 
So now that you've started thinking about how you can cut out your work hours and your work days, the next step is to scale back and prioritize your current client projects to make room for more spacious and profitable offerings and clients. You're going to need to politely end contracts that you're not enjoying or that are taking up a ton of your time and resources without a lot of return on investment. So the caveat here is that if you do enjoy working with someone, but you're working for too low of a rate and that's really the only problem, this is the perfect time to offer the option to continue working together at your new rate or to part ways if that doesn't work for them. And now, of course, you have to be in a financial situation that is okay enough to do this. And I actually will address this more in step five about the option to get a part-time job if you just need that cash flow to give you some breathing room. But you are gonna go straight back into burnout if you continue working with clients or on projects that got you there in the first place. So please, please, please politely end those contracts that aren't serving you or taking you away from the ability to actually find new, more profitable or less stressful projects because they are out there. So once you've scaled back your current client roster, if you do ongoing work or just your projects, if you do more one-off things, you've given yourself some time to brainstorm new services that you can offer that cause you less stress and give you back either more time or more money. This might look like downsizing from full service work to shorter, more intensive style packages like VIP days or strategy calls. Now, I could have a whole other podcast episode on VIP days and there are people who specialize in them so that might be really fun to bring someone on to talk about those because those are so powerful when you can condense your client work to maybe four or five days a month instead of literally all the time. The opportunities that creates for working on your own business and also just resting is immense. So there's little changes that we can make in our packages that can take off so much stress. And now once you've figured out what these packages or services are going to be, if you have multiple, you might have just one and that is perfect. Calculate how many of these smaller, less stressful packages or clients you'll need to have every month to meet your ideal income. Knowing your numbers here is really important for taking away kind of unnecessary stress about, oh, I don't know if I get rid of this client, what's going to happen? You probably need less clients or less packages sold than you think. And it's always kind of a relief to run these numbers and see like, oh, I only need to do 10 power hours a month or five VIP days. Okay, on to step three. Step three is about creating new boundaries or reasserting previous boundaries in a welcome page to all your current and new clients. So if you haven't already set up a welcome page or PDF, this is absolutely the chance to do so. It's really just something that sets off every project on the right foot, explaining your office hours, how you prefer to communicate, and different things like that that will be specific to your niche. But I do have a few ideas of good boundaries to set that work for every niche. The first is checking email only once a day. Now this is a boundary you can just set for yourself. You don't need to say this in your welcome kit, although you could. But what you can say to the rest of the world is that they can expect an email response within 24 or 48 hours it's up to you which one you want to do either is fine but setting that tone will save you so much grief 
and guilt over checking your email once a day. I check my email once a day and I am completely fine. No one has died. The world is okay and it feels so nice to only have to be in that kind of responsive, reactive mode for 15-20 minutes each day. The next boundary that's really good to set is your office hours, as well as your work week if it's something outside of the typical Monday through Friday. So this builds on step one, so you should have already figured out your ideal work day and work week, but now is the time to make it known to the rest of the world or else people will expect you to be on their schedule. It's only natural. So if you work 9 to 1 p.m. Monday through Thursday, put that here in clear writing in bold if you think you need to. And ideally, you can also have meeting hours within this time frame so that you don't have to have meetings scattered throughout the day. I typically keep all my meetings between 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. And of course, I allow exceptions if someone's in a crazy time zone or has a crazy schedule, but I've rarely had to make those exceptions and most people have found a way to fit into my calendar. And when you realize that, that is just such a good feeling because then you don't have to have your day broken up with different distractions. Okay, another good boundary to set is that you only take scheduled calls and Zoom meetings no matter what. <laughs> so just because someone is your current client or even if you're doing full service work for them, it does not mean that you are on call at any time to answer the phone and answer their questions. So try out asserting that here and letting them know the turnaround they can expect. So you can say within 48 hours or within three days ahead of time so that they know how to plan for meetings if they'd like to schedule an additional one with you. Another good boundary to set is having firm deadlines for clients. So our service-based work really should be collaborative, ideally. So if you do web design and you need to have all the photos and all the copy ready by a certain date, be really firm about that here. And just remind people that if they can't make these deadlines, the whole project will have to be pushed back and even possibly rescheduled. Nobody wants to be flaky and oftentimes they just need to know a little bit about the consequences to respect your deadlines. Another good boundary to set is that you take every bank holiday off. So if you're in the US, we have the bank holidays like Memorial Day and Veterans Day and Martin Luther King Day off. And if you'd like to take those off with the rest of the world, which I recommend, then just state that here. So it's an expectation and not a surprise. The last good boundary I have to set here, and this is such a small list, there are so many great boundaries to set, but a lot will depend on your specific work that you do. But the last general one I have is that you don't do business over text message or WhatsApp or whatever kind of instant thing your client has got going on. Unless you like doing that, I don't like doing that. State that here so that people don't expect you to be texting them. And you can also state where you prefer to communicate. So if that's an email or in a sauna, put that here just to save confusion down the road. And when you're sending this, please don't feel guilty about it. It is not some sort of mean, angry letter to anyone. It's honestly just saving everyone grief 
down the line because 9 out of 10 clients are good people and they want to have a good working experience with you just as much as you do. It's often just a matter of miscommunication and not knowing how you want to be worked with is what leads to these problems. So I highly recommend setting up a welcome page either on your website or in a PDF and sending it out to everyone. Even if you're already mid-project or you've been working together for a year, you can just send it with a nice little email. Hey, I just set up a welcome page with some new office hour information and other important info like that if you'd like to check it out. It doesn't have to be scary, but please do send that to everyone and not just assume that because you started working with someone before you set it up that the, the boat has left the, the port. <laughs> it's never too late to set new boundaries or refresh old boundaries with any client. All right, step four. This is a fun one. Schedule in your vacations ahead of time. That means I want you to book that Airbnb or that hotel or even that camping spot ahead of time so that you force yourself to actually take a damn vacation because otherwise you might block it off on your calendar for a couple weeks and then all of a sudden a new client pops up or you decide you want to redesign your website during that time and I'll tell you right now, that is not a vacation. Also, bringing your laptop with you and doing the digital nomad thing, laptop from the beach moment, is also not a vacation. That's great when you're already working and you happen to be in a nice location, but please try and be as offline as possible during these vacations because that is where you're actually going to rest instead of just stressing out over emails that you have to check a week later. You can do this in whatever way feels right, whether it's a week or two week long vacation every quarter or even just mini vacations every month. It's totally up to you how you want to do it. It doesn't have to be big or expensive or even involve getting on a plane. It can just be going camping or going to your parents' house. Just try and enjoy yourself and unplug because you deserve breaks and rewards for your hard work and you also will come back so much more energized. And you might even get a few new good business ideas. I get my best ideas like while I'm doing the dishes, so you just need a break. Step five. The final step is to give yourself permission and space to experiment. Coming back from burnout and still feeling super crappy is a sign that something needs to change. You might find that you need to change your niche, a new business model, your service offerings, or maybe even your entire business. And if you don't have enough savings to support you through this time and give you the time and space you need to figure things out and even start something new, it is completely okay to get a chill part-time job. Just make sure it's chill enough that it doesn't become its own source of stress. The work we do as freelancers and service providers is actually super complex and taxing. So there's nothing wrong with doing some DoorDash or working at the grocery store if you just need a moment to breathe but still need the cash flow. This will give you the space to take a new course, talk to people doing things you'd like to try, or even just experimenting of different packages in your own business. It could be that you just need to offer a less hands-on version of your current service. 
or maybe you need some time to develop a digital product that can plant the seeds for you to be more hands-off down the road. Whatever you do, don't go back to the same business, same clients, or same working style that made you burnt out in the first place. That is a recipe to end up back in burnout land. You sacrificed so much by starting your own business. You sacrificed security, a regular paycheck, health insurance, probably a lot more. The list goes on. But please, please acknowledge this so that you can protect the things that make freelancing and owning your own business worth it with your life. Protect your ability to work however you want to. Protect your ability to set your own boundaries. Protect your ability to design packages and products that make you excited. And use your burnout as a chance to pause and rebuild a business that you're excited to come back to. That's it, guys. I hope this helped you out if you're in the middle of burnout right now or you're crawling your way back out of it like I am. This is probably one of the most serious podcasts I've made, maybe because it's also 10 p.m., so I'm kind of tired. <laughs> um, but this is something I'm really passionate about because I think our businesses should exist to let us live the lives that we want to uh, because we could just get a job otherwise and it'd be a lot easier. So I, I just really want us to have businesses that are fun. All right, that's it guys. I will talk to you next week and I'll be back with some more freelancing tips and tricks for building a business that's more fun. See you next time.